Jewish audio on Chabad.org. The Basics of Hasidus, Chapter 10, The Jews' Role. Chiefly responsible for creating this divine dwelling are his beloved children, the Jewish people. While being a member of this world, the Jew is also fused with the divine and has the ability to invite God's essence into this world. To use a human analogy, when preparing a home to host someone you don't know, their family can be a valuable resource of insight into their tastes and preferences. Similarly, although God is unknowable, the Jewish soul instinctively has more than just a hunch about what matters to God, and is thus the best candidate to ready the world for it to become his residence. Furthermore, the aforementioned compatibility of our world with God's essence is only one component of our existence. While the world's core identity and sense of self may be somehow attuned to the divine, the world's personality is not. Worldly culture is characterized by all sorts of non-godly activities and interests, and changing that requires one to go against the tide. This assignment does not phase the Jewish soul. Accustomed to challenging the status quo, the Jewish people are suited to reinvent global cultural patterns and refocus the world to new ideas. This trend reversal will ultimately take hold and society will become genuinely interested in pursuing the knowledge and service of God. By the Jewish people fulfilling their responsibility to be a godly light unto the nations, the world will be transformed into a place that God can call his home. Of friends and foes. This last point about the Jewish people being an important influence in creating the Dira Batachtonim raises some questions. How much will the divine dwelling be made from within the world fitting the society's natural character? The divine dwelling is meant to encompass the entire world, not just the Jewish community. But if the Jewish community are the only active force in transforming the world, to what extent will it resonate with the rest of the world? Is global society meant to passively wake up to a transformed reality? The Alter Rebbe emphasizes that the Dira Batachtonim is created particularly by our efforts throughout the duration of the exile. Although Dira Batachtonim has been existence's purpose since the beginning of time, the circumstances of exile are optimal for its fulfillment. The dispersal of the Jewish people amongst the nations actually presents important opportunity. The worldwide Jewish presence will ultimately sensitize the world and attune society to godly interests and activities. Furthermore, during the exile, the Jewish people are reliant on the nations of the world who thus become partners in our efforts. This begs the following questions. While there have been instances where, when other nations chose to support the Jewish people and emulate their practices, how is this relevant to our adversaries? Moreover, throughout the course of our lengthy exile, our people has faced endless persecution and tireless 
persuasion, challenging our faith. Clearly, the world is rejecting any semblance of divine revelation rather than welcoming it. More than anything, exile seems to have exhibited how dark the world could be. How then is exile transforming the world to the extent that godliness resonates within it? The explanation. Darkness was created with purpose. Infinite revelation cannot be channeled by forces of positivity. It must be triggered by the counterpressure of concealment. The revelation of the Dirabatsachtainim is meant to welcome the boundless presence of God Himself. Therefore, it must be precipitated by darkness rather than light. This process takes place in the era of exile when the negative energy of opposition triggers the boundless resolve of the Jewish spirit. Forces of persecution and assimilation only embolden the unbreakable Jew. Thus, when facing opposition, even an ordinary, everyday mitzvah expresses the Jew's ultimate dedication to God. This power of Mesidus Nefesh self-sacrifice aroused by the world's resistance is what channels boundless divine revelation. Accordingly, the counter-pressure of the forces of darkness is our indispensable partner in awakening the depths of our souls and inviting God's presence into the world. While our friendly neighbors will surely enjoy the benefits of the Dirabatachtenim, the elements of darkness and concealment will feel comfortable with a transformed reality even more. This world will not host God despite its previous darkness. Rather, it is the darkness's counterpressure that ushers him in. Section 6, Understanding the Strategy, Study versus Deeds The study of Torah and the performance of mitzvahs are both indispensable elements of observance. It follows naturally that they are the equipment which we are given to construct a home for God here in this world. Interestingly, the Talmud discusses which of them is greater. Once, Rabbi Tarifin and the elders were gathered when this question was asked of them. Is study greater or is action greater? Rabbi Tarifin answered that action is greater, while Rabbi Kiva answered that study is greater. The remaining sages answered, study is greater as study leads to action. In Hasidus, this Talmudic dialogue is understood in context of our discussion of purpose. The underlying question is, between study and tangible deed, where is God's desire for a home on earth better fulfilled? As explained above, the dwelling that God desires is for our world to become a home for the very essence of God. To achieve this goal, there are two components. First, there must be a mechanism through which God's essence is accessed and drawn down. Secondly, this revelation must be integrated into the physical reality of our world. As discussed in a previous chapter, the Torah is foremostly God's wisdom and Torah and God are one. Therefore, when a Jew learns Torah, their mind is permeated with pure godliness, unifying the mind with God's wisdom. This will facilitate the first component. Torah is the mechanism that grants access to God's essence. However, this union has a drawback. 
as it's relegated to the realm of intellectualism and does not encompass the entirety of the human being and the physical world. Torah study may access the divine, yet its expression is limited by the bounds of a specific receptive environment. By contrast, mitzvahs permeate one's actions and environment. Elevating the physical, mitzvahs are the primary vehicle through which the essence is revealed within the lowest of all worlds. This provides insight into the aforementioned Talmudic discussion regarding Torah and mitzvahs. The reason Torah is is established to be greater only by virtue of enabling proper mitzvah observance is because in terms of purpose, deed is the main thing. The construction of this world into an abode for God is primarily achieved by positive actions within this world. Torah facilitates mitzvah performance and heightens our awareness of godliness, yet to imbue the world with this revelation, it is all about the deed. Deed versus Feelings The premise that the purpose of existence is to create a dwelling for God in this world explains the halachic preference of deeds over intent. Our sages teach us that mitzvahs require intent. Yet, aside from the very basic awareness of them being divine commandments, all other feelings and intentions are not essential to fulfilling one's obligation. Every mitzvah establishes a connection to God and has a lasting effect on the person and the world. Importantly, this is not caused by the person feeling the connection. It is the result of doing what God told us to do. Thus, Judaism is action-oriented rather than emotion-oriented, and doing it is more important than feeling it. For example... During the festival of Sukkot, we are commanded to take the four kinds and hold them together. A a primary symbolism of this mitzvah is the message of Jewish unity. The diverse combination of the hadas and arava branches, the lulafrand and the esrog fruit, represent four general types of Jews. In a month that is all about experiencing Jewish identity, we are to recognize that even our differences are intrinsic to our cohesive identity as a people. Rather than dividing us, our various facets and strengths complement each other and allow us to fulfill our nation's destiny together. Now, if one were to ponder upon the meaning of this mitzvah, internalizing its message and visualizing the magnificent bond it forges with God, without actually holding these four plants in their form as prescribed in the halacha, the mitzvah has not been performed. In stark contrast, if one were to hold this set of plants for a mere moment, without any awareness of its meaning and message, God's command was performed, and the everlasting connection between God and the person has been made. While intention may make you feel connected, the actual deed makes you be connected. The virtue of physical deed may be compared with similar patterns where the lowest, most tangible element is of primary significance. Ultimately, the root cause of these phenomena is that our world was created to become a dwelling for God. More than heartfelt intentions, it is actions that cause our world to undergo meaningful transformation 
towards becoming God's home. An illuminated dwelling. However, the intention and focus into the theme and message of a mitzvah are not meant to be overlooked. We are taught that a mitzvah without kavana or concentrated in intent, prayer or any other blessings, are comparable to a body without a soul. Similarly, we are encouraged to do mitzvahs even without the proper intent, as the positive actions themselves will ultimately lead to proper intention for the sake of heaven. Making the world into a dira patachtonim requires more than just good deeds. Judaism is not limited to do's and don'ts. Our feelings matter too. Appropriate positive intentions and feelings are meant to be incorporated within our positive actions. We are meant to love what we do, and our deeds should be animated, energized, and elevated by feeling and thought. In this light, the cultivation of conscious love and reverence towards God is of vital importance in order for our actions to be permeated with feelings of connection and dedication to God. Mitzvahs are not meant to be performed begrudgingly or simply out of habit. Instead, our dedicated love and reverent fear of God are to be the two principal motivating factors in mitzvah observance. Our love of God motivates us to fulfill God's commands, while fear of God steers the person away from transgression. Love and fear of God are together the necessary dynamic energy that complement our deeds, together making this world an inviting home for God. The need for positive feelings alongside positive deeds can be easily explained from the analogy of a human dwelling. A home is more than a shelter comprised of four walls and a roof. Although the person may be protected from the elements, Without amenities such as lighting and appropriate furnishings, the person is left uncomfortable. Similarly, in the process of restructuring our self-serving world to be an abode for God, we need to do more than banishing negativity with the supreme power of positive actions. We also need to make the goodness shine. Beyond actions, positive, god Focus feelings make this world into a luminous and comfortable dwelling. In practical terms, the Torah is the light of the Jewish people because Torah learning illuminates our minds and hearts. Love and fear of God, the primary emotions that motivate and illuminate our actions, are generated through the meditation and understanding that results from Torah learning. The prerequisite for proper mitzvah observance, both practically and emotionally, is the study of Torah. While the body of Torah teaches us how to keep the mitzvahs, the soul of Torah awakens our souls. When we internalize its teachings, particularly in the method of Chabad, our emotions passionately inspire and illuminate our actions. While deed is the main thing, the Torah's instruction and inspiration permeates our actions with spirited commitment and joy. The combination results in our homes and environments being miniature dirois betachtonim, where both deed and spirit are calibrated to godly ideals. <laughs>